one day, my mother actually decided to do it. That which we've all considered, but not really considered. That of which the consequence may not be the abolition of pain. But perhaps the intensification of pain by those who love causes a new breakthrough, a new field for life to exist on, a new dimension of the soul. Because when the conditioned, dependent mind-soul of pre-suicide contemplates the transcendence of pain, when she considers that good and bad do not exist, when she can see her own perspective as a speck on a circular spectrum, then nothing really holds any pain. Despair is as abstract as the electrical impulses of the mind, and love outlasts pain because the pain is made of ice. In the early morning, when the air is cool, crisp, when the clouds are lit from below as the sun emerges from the rim of the earth, and there's nothing to remember, and there's no reason to laugh or cry, and the blue-gray morning light intensifies and warms with yellow, and the potential of the miracle of Wednesday, the 2nd of August, 2017, almost overwhelms you. Almost, but doesn't. Because nothing bad could possibly happen. Just the possibility that love will open up a little more. That maybe an intensification will occur again today. That again your life will intensify and that this time you will handle it better. Because this time there is no sadness. And this time you realise there's nothing to lose because you lost everything once and all it left you with was peace. And the bright round sun pops up directly above the trees and announces, Quinoa, today you get more than an all-pervasive peace and love. Today, the possibilities of this planet I sustain will shine forth to you and you will accept them graciously. And maybe you'll cry, but your tears will hit the ground and soak in and sustain new growth. Your tears will enrich the soil because they are bursting with forgiveness and the burden will be shared by the entire sphere of planet Earth. One globe in which we all share the load of each other's pain and love. Where while there's hunger, we're all hungry. Where while there's hope, we're all optimistic. Where while there's expression, there is evolution. And where there is freedom and liberty, there is awareness that troubles and myriad unstable ideas that dissolve instantly. And that even though polystyrene takes 10,000 years to dissolve, we can always stop making it. And one day we'll realise that it's been 10,000 years already since we stopped making polystyrene. And didn't the millennia just fly by? Look at everything that's happened since then, it's hard to believe it's been only 10,000 years. What did death smell like? How did it feel at that last moment when you were changing over? Were you thinking, yes, this is it? Were you thinking, oh my God, what have I done? Were you thinking, what's waiting for me now? What's the next step in the road? Or were you thinking, God, please take me up to heaven with you? What was the hoped for result? And what, was it successful? Did it make you happy or end the pain or stop the cycle or what? Did it do anything? 
Are you sorry? Or are you beyond all that regret? It doesn't matter in the end, I know. But still I wonder. Still I speculate. Still my mind burns with questions and my heart melts with yearning and my soul rings and echoes with a silence as contagious as a yawn on a sunny afternoon. I fall and I fall and I land. And then I realise you didn't land. You woke up before you hit the ground. And I wave as you smile and float away. And I dust myself off and keep walking. But I can't help looking up into the sky as you get smaller and smaller. Years later, I swear I can still see a speck up there on a cloudless blue day. A speck of memory that surely must be you. And I hope you're still smiling. And I hope you're still waving. And I hope there's not too much pain if you have to live this life again. And deep down, I know that speck is a star. And you're not in my sky. And I know you never really left, because almost three years later, your reverberations are still reverberating. And your echoes still move me. And the eyes in your photograph speak of warm, abstract memories, not death and sadness. More of a wonderful, unbelievable, majestic sense of amazement at the vastness and potential of a universe that can sometimes feel so small. An awareness that the accumulations we call life can at any time crumble to dust and it's still okay. And that at any moment we can drop everything and walk out the door and there's a new life waiting, like an old shirt, crumpled in a heap, but able to be untangled, smoothed, but it's only a shirt. You can take it off and expose your chest to the weather and to passing judgmental eyes, and that's okay. You can raise your arms to the sky and laugh and howl and dance, and you will look weird, and that's okay. And that one day you will die. And that that is okay, too. Another ominous day without death. In this world I have given up understanding. In this world you chose to leave. This world I choose to accept and explore. This world of infinite possibility where there is always hope when you want it. And when you don't want it, there is despair enough to do the dishes, half a glass of red wine, cassette tape and a shard of glass and a baseball cap and into, the, into your own garage with the carriage the garage door closed and the car windows open. When you need that despair, you can turn on the ignition and lay back breathing in poison fumes until the oxygen in your blood, poisoned by burnt carbon monoxide, poisons your entire body and your heart stops beating and your soul leaves your body and your body lies there inanimate and your concerned friend comes and he's shocked and upset and has to call the police and call your family and say, sorry, your mum's dead. When you need that pain, it's not hard to find. When you need peace of mind, it's not far away. Meaning and meaninglessness are sold in the same department. They cost the same, but everyone has their preferred flavor. Because despair is as irrelevant as the tick of the clock. Because we shit out as much as we eat, and we always must face tomorrow. 
Because whatever we humans are composed of, it will survive. If we are mere matter, all will soak into the earth. If we are also energy, all will continue through the people we touched, the space we inhabited and the acts we committed. If we are also spirit soul, then we will depart and inhabit another life and be all-knowing until another birth instills ignorance again. I don't, I don't know what we are or where you are or what happens or what the point is, but I know you love me. You birthed me. I am eternal. I find myself here now in this form. I am a human male in an atomic universe and I think I'll die and I think I need to work to live and I think I know because I don't know but really I know more than I wish I more than I think I do but not as much as I wish I didn't. And nothing makes more sense than that sentence. Except my breath as the sun rises. Except hugs and handshakes at front door mornings. And uh, the acceptance that my left shoulder hurts and I'm getting cold. And the acceptance that eventually I'm going to finish writing this and I'm going to go inside and have to figure out what to do with the rest of my day. And that maybe I'll waste it. Because masturbation and suicide don't make babies. Because pain is subjective. And love holds the ultimate finality. Because it's 2008. And we've had gay live. And we've had the sexual revolution. And free love's being gone. And supposedly the church are losing their power, but still the erection on his soul has not got off. And we all know what happens to an erection that does not lead to orgasm. But it's okay. Because despair is as common as potato chips. And if you dig a hole for it, it tends to rot pretty quickly. And the leaves grow slightly faster than they fall. There are more births than deaths. And age-stricken African villages have some of the highest birth rates. And the Catholic Church is the fastest growing in the world. Global warming is spreading through our mother like cancer and chemotherapy is exactly the problem. Yet while the leader of the free world suggests killing is a great new idea, and every individual every morning clogs up tar strips with their five-seater death machines, it is still illegal to walk bare-bodied down the street on a sunny day, and abuse proliferates from happiness of one's own hairy chest. Sanitized filth clutters my face. Hypocritical mantras burn my lips. All voices form an incessant hum, pierced with baby cries and TV chatter. Crown of thorns fashioned from self-portraits. Hunger like a roar from my gut, though I emit only mumbled whispers in the rain. Sanity is my shackles. Chaos the key. Suicide provides no conclusions. Life has no preface. Love no coda. Just an endless stapled strip of postscripts. There is no food, no body, no praise or fame which will satisfy my mind, ego, hunger. 
in the folds of my mind you reside. Permanently, it seems. What is receding into the distance? And what is brightening, becoming focused in my mind? Without the yardstick of my mother's voice and her eyes, do I exist at all? When their lifetime was success was measured by the level of maternal encouragement, where, after 21 years, one month, does success come from? Success is a narrow concrete path, straight. It continues for eternity in the middle of a desert of flat monochrome possibility. And now I wait to do and try to not try and wonder why. I reach no conclusions, I find no success, no path end. But sometimes the path is around my ankles. It rises and disperses, not quite disappearing. I raise my arm into the air and with great effort I manage to lift my feet up off the ground when I shrug raise myself so high that I can look down upon my whole life. What do I see? I see myself hovering above my life, looking down, an infinite regress, forever in this moment. And then I find myself lying on my back in my single bed at home in Rafferty Place where I grew up. I'm all just staring at the roof, following the white-coated planks of wood that exist in parallel and perpendicular. I mentally project myself into a future I cannot know I'll never reach. I believe there is a twist in my path. But I'm just static, looking in the wrong direction. That imaginary future is still projecting onto my wall today. But the slide has been removed. And I see nothing but white light, though it appears yellow in the relative darkness. God is still with me, but God's image has been bleached, washed out, and now also God is only light, dim, but warm and reliable. I feel like the walls are closing in on me. But it's just my eyeball shrinking as I edge. I sense a presence in the room. But I'm mistaken. I hear a voice. But it's just my breath. I make out a word. <clears throat> but it makes no sense out of context. I place the word in the box under my bed with the others. When the woman comes with my dinner, I suckle at her breast thirstily before realising she left ten minutes ago, and my metallic plate of mint spud and peas is grown cold. I eat and smile, never having heard the word hope. Majestic rain. And my hands are like dripping paint. And angels drop out of the sky, hit by parting cars. And my tears clog up the pores of the earth. And if only death was the final end, life would make more sense. 
Will the wind rain wash away my sins like the leaves down the path? Will winter provide the womb-like insularity of bathtubs and hot water bottles? I break my key off on the inside lock and now forever I'm trapped in the bedsheets of my dreams. The dominant realm this winter will be that in which my body is dormant. Inside my head, inside my bed, I'll create great dramas and truths through ink and paper and inspiration. Caffeinate, caffeinated, fairly traded tea will be my drug of choice. Friendship will shrink into a potent tincture, and the presence of my father will finally outgrow the death-love memory of my mother. Passionate research will replace vague yearning, and the future will be so close I can touch it. And all this begins now, because I have spoken this prophecy into the universe. Because now is the only time because this life already began over 23 years ago. Because I said so, because I'm your mother. Because my mother has entered my atomic structure. Because I'm not sure I want to exercise her. Because the silly woman wasn't finished. Because I'm not silly, don't say that about me. I was confused, helpless, weak. Because I didn't know what else to do. Because it all looks so difficult. Because my utilitarian purpose expired. Because no one would stay with me. Because I didn't hear the right thing at the right time. Because I finally felt powerful to make an impact. Because of failure. Because I'd had enough. Because all I had left was love and it wasn't enough. Because hope? What's hope? Because my daddy was calling me, I missed him badly. Because I was tired and sleeping pills weren't strong enough. Because I knew it wouldn't hurt. Because it was time. Because peace washed over me when I realised and it was like I'd already done it. Because love. Because pain. Because sadness builds up over a lifetime. Because my religion only exasperated my inadequacy. Because Sometimes death knocks on your door, and it's no longer far away, it's no longer abstract, and it's no longer fearful. Because sins only damn you before death. Because it always was, and always will be. will greet me, like a chance encounter with an ancient friend. And now where do I sit? And now why do I sit on this deck, on this day? After 23 years, this is where I end up. Te Two Peninsula. And any hope of career vanquished. <laughs> Theatre to Peninsula, and it's easier to do nothing, far away from anything that matters, easier than firing blanks into the sky, dialing phone numbers hoping for an answer, and to dream of any more than I've got, and to pretend there's something to hope for, and to realise nothing will remain, and to accept that death will take everything. 
to honour my own confusion and to love my own fear and to advertise my insecurity. But how can I not scream my head off in the most mature and creative way possible until I obtain the attention I deserve? International attention. <laughs> love me. Fucking worship me, scumbags. Suck my dick and fall at art criticism because I'm art pure and fucking simple. And I'm more than deserving of your ears. Do something to make... Do something to draw me out of this dreary half-world that makes dreams feel so vivid and potent. Do something to make adrenaline rush through my cold, limp body. Devour my desire and fill me up with lust and love. Fulfilled. Find me a boy whose beauty matches my own, and then connect us at the heart, at the face, till death do us part and all that heterosexual bullshit. <laughs> Give me the ceremony with sunshine and family and celebratory vows, but let me suck dick on my wedding night. Suck dick slumming in the tropical jungles of South America. The honeymoon with no luxury sweets and no little bottles of rum, but lots of tahini and honey and moon all night. Moon all night, lying on our backs, warm in the moist leafy dew. Don't bury me in drudgery, repetition of employment, hollowness of unemployment, <laughs> necessity of rent and bills and high purchases and drugs and groceries and tele Sky Television subscriptions, also essential to my continued existence in Te Atatū Peninsula, where white skin and house alarms followed the influx of financial investment. Where cycling boys sneak up behind you and scream in your ear. Where it's not okay to walk topless on a sunny day. Where I piss on a citrus tree before the jobbers start passing. And where a couple of ducks are roosting on the lawn. Waiting for love or breadcrumbs or content just to sit through the day. No yearning for activity. No guilt of inactivity. Just a quack and a settle with my partner in the grass. <laughs> <laughs> and in time, death will hold no sadness. Death whose honesty is final. Death whose confidence is a veiled gift. Death, death whose violence is love. Death whose days are transitional. Death for whom grief is a reluctant friend. And that grief itself is transitory. And grief is a cattle prod. Death for your force, for your permanence, for your definitive change. I thank you. And tentatively await further correspondence. Life is the truly fearful prospect. Unlike death, life has no context. As pointlessly beautiful as love, as sprawling and formless as great waters, fight it or succumb to it, cup it in your hands and drink, coalesce with life, and death will flash by like headlights in the night. And the drains will open and the gutter waters flow. <laughs>